0: Welcome back. A lot of really interesting and fascinating professionals pass through Seoul, some for short durations, some for a little longer. And we've got a very special guest from the latter category. It's kind of a retirement party here on KoreaScape. We are thrilled to welcome the outgoing Swiss ambassador to Korea, Jörg Redding, to the program. Ambassador, what a treat to have you here. Welcome.
1: Good morning welcome to all the tbs listener
0: <laughs> all right so this has been four years you've been the point man for switzerland here in seoul um you're ready to go imminently right within a matter of weeks end of
1: the end of july my end term of july. finished. yes
0: okay so when that last uh, box is packed and the bookshelves are clear and you're having that last look out the window what are you what are your thoughts going to be like
1: I packed no box yet. (laughs) It seems to me, I hope that I would stay forever here. Yeah. I love it. I love this country. I came the first time to Korea 42 years ago. Oh, wow. In 1974. Wow. As a student, I was invited. I was president of a student association in Switzerland. That association also exists here. And uh, I came for a couple of weeks to Seoul. And ever since, I'm following Korea.
0: And so you're basically, you're retiring from the entire diplomatic game, as it were. You,
1: After 35 years of diplomatic and uh, service for the Swiss government.
0: Understood. So it's not like you're going to get a new posting to, to North Korea next time?
1: Not. Would you take it if I offered time i free. It? Whatever I can do, I can, I can choose myself. Okay. Barely.
0: And that means, what does that mean? Are you heading to a Swiss mountainside somewhere? Or?
1: For the moment, uh, I love Asia. I, want, I would like to stay in Asia and do my own program. So for the moment, I will go and live in Bangkok. Oh, really? Uh, it's a place which I would love. I can tell you. It's true. Everybody knows. I would love to to stay in Korea. It's very, It has become very expensive. Seoul, to live in Seoul has become very expensive. So I go not too far away. I go to Bangkok. My first assignment outside Switzerland 40 years ago was in Thailand. So I go back to Thailand and from there... I will explore Asia much more.
0: I think that sounds ideal to be based in Bangkok, which is affordable, wonderful and uh, fantastic food and just jump around Asia as a retiree. Forget all this diplomatic stuff. Um, But for now, let's just talk a little bit about the the diplomacy. I mean, this is uh, other countries besides Switzerland have ambassadors placed in both Seoul and Pyongyang. Um as you know so you have a counterpart up there in Pyongyang which of you do you think has the better uh, has the better gig the better posting
1: yeah the Switzerland covers the north out of Beijing I Our embassy in I, Beijing takes care of it. You don't have a physical
0: presence up there. You are in Beijing.
1: We have a humanitarian assistance programs since the, the great famine in the middle of the 90s. Mm. We have established a humanitarian assistance program in the north Got it. Uh, in order to uh, supply specifically mother and children with uh, milk and clean water.
0: Okay. And I imagine you've been uh, in touch or hearing from them over these uh, past years, it's been, it's been a tense time during your four years in office. There have been plenty of threats coming out of North Korea. There's been a test or two.
1: Right. I think the, the most difficult time for us here was uh, in spring 1913, March, April, when we, had, when we heard so many threats from mm. the North, sure. specifically via the international media. CNN and uh, BBC. So I think many foreign families in uh, Seoul were quite tight, were Mm. quite, uh, Mm. didn't know what to do. And I think uh, all our embassies here had to look uh, to calm them down. To give them a kind of sense of stability. But at the same time, everybody was uh, in headquarters specifically. They were very worried. They asked for evacuation plans to see what, in the worst case, what embassies could do for their citizens. But we were very lucky, I think, uh, that uh, things kept calm. And specifically when the, when our, the foreigners here spoke to the Korean citizen, also the Koreans told them, please, bleep calm. We have gone through that for 60 years. And so far, uh, security prevails.
0: Mm. Yeah, so it has been a tense couple of years. Switzerland has a unique relationship to this whole Korean situation. The famous Swiss neutrality comes into play as far back as the armistice agreement. As I understand it, Switzerland has a, a total of two, a grand total of two military deployments in overseas. One is the highly ceremonial vatican guards the swiss guard at the vatican the guys with the big axes and halberds then there's a deployment as the uh the neutral nation supervisory commission you have uh, swiss army personnel right there at the dmz i think it's only a handful at this point right
1: yeah it was in uh in uh 1953 that uh, switzerland has been asked by The representative of the, at that time in in the South, to be part of first of the Neutral Nations Repatriation Commission, and uh, at the same time also to be part of the Neutral Nations Supervisory Commission in Korea. That means over the last 63 years, seven days, 24 hours, uh, Swiss army officers have been stationed uh, close to the border in order to help to uh, to maintain peace and stability in the peninsula, there are about five officers who are there, mm-hmm. a level of general colonels and further down, who together uh, are staying in the in the Swiss Swedish camp. It's the same thing mm-hmm. that Sweden is providing in the south.
0: Five people total. That's uh, you could have a, a a raclette party with the entire uh, deployment of the Swiss Army.
1: Right at the beginning, it was about one hundred fifty. Specifically in, in, with respect to the repatriation commission. Then over the time it has been reduced because also the, the functions and specifically uh, the duties uh, of the mandate have to be adjusted so we are five uh, people on both sides. Mm.
0: And they're in a unique position as kind of an honest broker, as an observer uh, providing uh, to many different aspects of the international community sort of the bird's eye view of what's going on there at the DMZ and helping to preserve the stability of the armistice.
1: Right, at the same time say, whenever there is an incidence uh, on the borders they are uh, they are asked uh, to come in and to uh, to take part of uh, of to see what has happened,
0: and that is rooted, of course, in the in the Swiss neutrality, which is you know world famous. But I mean, the neutrality of Switzerland, especially vis-a-vis North Korea, has uh, I don't want to say it's changed or downgraded, but it has evolved. It has become a bit more nuanced, hasn't it? Uh, Switzerland, of course, has put North Korea under specific
1: san- sanctions, right? Yeah. Now, first of all, in the context of the Neutral Nations uh, Supervisory Commission, yes. the term neutrality means a little bit something different than nu- normal. Okay, In the sense of that commission, neutral meant that those countries have been asked to be in that commission, which took not part in the, in the military uh, operations during the Korean War. Understood. Uh, the Swiss neutrality is a neutrality sense which applies specifically during war situation. Mm. When there is no war, Switzerland takes position. We take position in the United Nations. Yes. And there, whatever is deci- decided in the United Nations, Switzerland follows up. And that's particular also with regard to the sanctions uh, towards uh, North Korea, where we follow and support strongly what has been decided in the UN.
0: Excellent clarification. Thank you for that. Uh, Using what is, of course, the uh, main soft power or hard power of Switzerland, banking, uh, denial of uh, access to uh, banking assets for for North Korea. Um, So in your four years here, you mentioned that there was that kind of scary time in 2013 when there were a lot of threats coming out of North Korea. What other kind of big challenges do you look back on and... uh,
1: I was I I was extremely happy in the sense that when this within these four years we had a presidential visit the first Korean president who visit Switzerland on an mm. official trip. Uh, president Park went to uh, to Switzerland three years ago and just a week ago the Swiss president came f- the first time on an official visit to Korea. I think, exchange of views meetings on the top level that's the best thing which could happen to an ambassador because <laughs> it opens you all the door in all the in both countries and that was a wonderful experience and i was very happy to have within these 4 years uh, these two meetings
0: why did that take so long ambassador why you, would have been a great idea many years ago
1: I think, you know, each country has priorities. Each country is looking uh, after his uh, his surroundings. In the Swiss case, we try. The Swiss president is very reluctant to do trips abroad. During the time he's president, he's mostly concentrating to be president also of the Swiss and uh, taking trips. He has a limited amount of trips which he takes.
0: Mm. Um. Switzerland, you could say almost that there is a, a natural affinity between Switzerland and uh, South Korea. They're, they're, they're similar in a lot of ways, rugged, mountainous kind of uh, uh, countries, barely the size of postage stamps, really. They're very small. They, have, they don't necessarily have a whole lot of natural resources to lean on, and so they have to develop uh, people, trade, outward-looking policies.
1: Yeah. I think that's uh, that's the the thing what you what you meant. First of all, I think Swiss people they have the same hobby like the Koreans. We like to walk in the mountains and we like to ski. And uh, on that side we are uh, <laughs> equal. I always say the big difference one difference is that in in Switzerland if you go on top of a mountain, yeah. you can expect to have a wonderful restaurant and wonderful food. Here in Korea, you have to pack your food on the on the down on the mountain and to to bring it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but having said that, yes, we are investing Switzerland like Korea. We are investing into in the brains and in education, and that has over the last four years become a priority also for me, for our embassies here. The cooperation between scientists and universities in Korea and in Switzerland. And in that case, we have come up with a number of projects. And for the last three years, we have inaugurated, for instance, each year a so-called life science symposium, where researchers in that field are meeting here in Seoul and discussing what can be done, what kind of innovation is coming and what kind of startups could be supported. Yeah,
0: very, very heavy-duty science is happening in Switzerland. Aren't you the place where the superconductor experiments and things like that are going on?
1: We are quite the place where CERN in uh, in Geneva... Is uh, is uh, located CERN has been also the the birthplace of the internet. Switzerland, we are quite proud. We are the country on continental Europe with the highest number of Nobel Prize winners. Hmm. We have about twenty six Nobel Prize winners, and uh, so we are putting a lot of emphasis. Switzerland is not a place to produce standard standard goods. Switzerland is a place. People think we are very expensive. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I think salaries are high. Therefore, we have to concentrate in fields where the value added is very high also.
0: There is the chocolate. You you do excellent chocolate.
1: We do excellent chocolate. I think uh, chocolate is is something which comes out from the past in the sense Switzerland was an agricultural country. We produced a lot of milk. If you have a lot of milk, you have to know how to store. The milk, you can store the, the the milk on two things. You combine it with other products, with cacao, and you make chocolate, yeah. or you do the other thing... You, through a process, you make it to cheese. Yes. And cheese is a wonderful uh, thing to, to... Cheese and chocolate. Ooh,
0: a nice Swiss fondue. I'll tell you, it makes me almost wish for winter again. You could even say that chocolate is a value-added product because of, you know, adding value to the cacao. I heard a fascinating radio thing the other week about the Swiss Cheese Union, how they formed that in order to get rid of all the, <laughs> the milk that was going on. Um, but yeah... So advice for your successor, what uh, words of wisdom might you impart for the next person taking your
1: job? I think it's very important to learn the Korean language. Unfortunately, I tried hard. I have my (laughs) four or five Korean sentences, which people think uh, when I say it, that people think that that I'm uh, very good in Korean, but I'm not good enough. And in the Korean context... You should learn the language mm. first of all it 's a beautiful language. I love it, kind of mathematical it 's easy to to read it 's easy to to uh, to to follow but you have to invest it and you have mm. to invest a lot of time you cannot i had I had maybe a, a teacher who came one, two hours a week. Yeah. That was not enough. All my staff speaks French, German, and English to I be. was
0: about to say, yes, Swiss are natural uh, linguophiles. You've got uh, French, German, Spanish, Absolutely. Italian, Romanche.
1: Absolutely. But I think specifically also in the Korean Spanish. context. Did I say
0: Spanish? Sorry about that.
1: Italian and Romansh. And I think in Korea you have, and plus the Korean people are so fascinated and grateful to you if they see that you make an effort to learn and to understand their language. Yeah. So
0: advice to the next ambassador, book a few more hours for language lessons, dive a little deeper, uh, maybe attend the Swiss Diplomatic Academy, get your intensive language instruction before you come over. Um, you said you're going to retire down in Bangkok and start uh, jumping around Asia. Where do you want to see in Asia that you haven't uh, haven't seen yet? Where do you want to go once you establish your digs? I in have Bangkok?
1: seen I have seen a lot of Asia. I have visited all all over about 135 countries in my career. Uh, So also in Asia, I was, uh, as I said, 40 years ago, I was in in Bangkok. Then before I came to Korea, I was ambassador to Singapore. I traveled a lot. I didn't travel to places like Bhutan. I traveled in China, but not in many places. I never went to Mongolia. And uh, these are places which I would like to go. And then certainly I would like to come back. To Korea as much as possible I like skiing in Korea I like and specifically I like to uh, to visit my friends there are two kinds of friends here which I'm very grateful it as I said 42 years ago I was taken care of by a Korean family when I was here as a student. A wonderful family. I lost contact with that family for 40 years because there was no internet, no Facebook. When I came back as an ambassador, I was looking for that family with friends. After three months, I found that family again. Yeah. Beautiful one Secondly also from my village, small I come from a small village in Switzerland, six thousand people. In that village we have a Benedictine Sisters Convent. Mm. This Benedict sister convent uh, established in co- a convent in 1930 in Manchuria. That convent in Manchuria when the Communists took over had to get out of, uh, of, uh, of China. Most of the sisters there, they found out they were sisters from Korean families who were placed to Manchuria. These sisters went to Busan and established in Busan a Benedictine convent. And now the convent in my town, still in Switzerland, and the Benedictine-Swiss convent in in Busan, work together. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Busan, as you might uh, know, in that convent is the very famous uh, sister poet Li he In. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's a wonderful experience That I thought it was, I was so happy from my small count, yeah. from small village to have something established here also.
0: That is ultimately the art of diplomacy, isn't it? Knitting together Absolutely. destinies and lives on an individual level so that little tiny village in Switzerland can have an interwoven destiny with uh, a community in Pusan and families that haven't seen each other can find each other again and the student then becomes the ambassador it's a nice wrap up. How are they going to Send you off. Are you gonna have a party?
1: I will have a party next week. Uh, I invite my friends and the Swiss community to. Uh, we will have it in the form of what is called Swiss Hotel, who has become the Grand Hilton. Okay. I will have a big party there. I will have the Swiss Army Band will uh, will come from Switzerland for that party. They will be joined by uh, by part of the Korean Army Band. We will have the the the, the Korean Yodeling. Group we will <laughs> participate right. there. We will have uh, we will have cheese, and therefore I think it will be a happy ending. In order to see all of you again here,
0: yodeling and full military honors for the outgoing Swiss ambassador. Now, sir, you have uh, requested a short window of time because you want to plug a cause. I'm going to
1: give you yeah. that now. I said, you know, I love Korea. I've been here for again and again for the last 42 years. I love the Korean people. And specifically also, I love Seoul. I feel very happy secure the whole our whole family has been very happy here in Korea. I'm being here with two boys they went to school here and therefore we have a group of friends who are supporting me to become a Seoul honorary citizens and uh, the support people can support me by for instance phoning up the 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 Korean. City, uh, city people. City Hall, right? City Hall. There is uh, uh, Miss Kim on zero two two one three three five two six seven. Who hit that number can- again? One more time. Zero two two one three three five two six seven. You can phone in there and tell them you support me as a Seoul honorary citizen in the future, in order to come back and meet all the friends again and again.
0: Let's make this happen. Let's make this ambassador, an honorary citizen of Seoul. That's the least we can do after all of these decades of love of Korea. Your Redding, outgoing ambassador of Switzerland.
1: It's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. All right, and
0: that is going to bring People in Seoul to a close, and our show, Koreascape, is produced by E.Q. Huang with associate production by Jamie Lee. GP1 is our writer, and I'm Kurt Asian. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. Tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. We're taken to the streets of Seoul on Planet Korea. For those of you in Seoul, Amy in the Morning is coming up next, and for those of you elsewhere, Hello Korea goes your way. A little preview now of Ambassador Redding's outgoing celebration party. We've got a Swiss military band playing some of what you might hear there.